podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about the relationship thirst. What is the relationship thirst? I feel that this is extremely crucial for all men, whether you want to marry or engage in short or long-term relationships or even pump and dumps and quickies. What does it mean? So look, we are inculcated at a very young age to believe that we can only find happiness by finding someone of the opposite sex. So in other words, there's a locket that's broken half when we're born and we have one half of it and a woman somewhere else has the other half and we can only find true happiness when we merge the lockets together and we merge our bodies together. You can also see this epitomized in the Jerry Maguire line that he tells Renee Zellweger, you complete me. That's another example of it. Now, this all sounds good, but we don't live in the 13th century. And certainly we don't live in the biblical times where God told Adam it's not good for man to be alone and he created Eve. So on one level, and I've, I've talked about this on the episode where you either need to be a monk or married if you want to have sex, that yes, we are better when we complement each other, when each does their own respective gender norms, and we complement each other well, because men are better at doing things than women in certain areas, and vice versa. And this has worked for thousands of years. But everything has been in tumult at the last, I mean, you could say, really say with the Industrial Revolution, but certainly in the last 50 years with the infiltration of Marxist thinking, mostly in the form of radical feminism and the sex positive movement. Things have gone poorly. So on one level, it is good to find somebody to live your life with. But as many of you know, have been divorced, this can go horribly wrong. So marrying the right person can definitely accentuate your life and make it sublime. And from a Christian perspective, help you get into heaven, because that's one of the jobs of your spouse, is to minimize your sin to help you get into heaven. Or it could destroy your life, as many of you have been destroyed. So you have to pick well. Or, as some MGTOW men do, they just don't pick at all. They've opted out. Because again, MGTOW is a response to the Marxist infiltration of our philosophy, of our postmodern thinking, and, and sex positive movement, and radical feminism, and decline of Christianity. So men realize what the court system, what family law, what all these aforementioned have done, and they're like, the risk is too great, especially when I can get 90% of what I get out of marriage by just having long-term relationships. Why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? And this is one of the many mistakes that women do because they've fallen into the sexual revolution and the sex positive movement. Oh, if men are having sex with everybody, I can do the same thing. Well, what's the inclination then for a man to marry you? 
if you're giving him pretty much the one thing that a man wants in a marriage. And certainly if you move in with them, then certainly what, what, where's the incentive? And this is why you see so many women who complain that their man isn't going to marry him. Well, why would they? You're already giving them everything that they would want. So why are they going to sign the dotted line and risk losing half their assets if you whimsically decide to divorce him later on? So that's a mistake that women made. Also, if you know, the divorce rate of couples who cohabit is infinitely higher than those who never cohabited before they got married. But look, the relationship thirst is this. I can't be happy unless I have a woman or vice versa. I know there's women who listen to the show. This is a colossal erroneous thinking. It's not specious at all. You can find happiness on your own. And absolutely, you need to find happiness on your own. If you're reliant on extrinsic factors or external sources, oh, I'm miserable. Like you see this in Disney, right? This is always called the Disney inculcation. Oh, I'm miserable until Prince Charming comes and now I'm happy. No, you pursue happiness on your own. You should be happy with your life, your group of friends, your family, whatever your, your, your profession is. You find your own happiness. And if you find the right person in your life, that's great. They can augment your happiness, but they don't create your happiness. You complete me. That's nonsense. And here's the thing. So the relationship thirst is this idea that my life's incomplete without a woman. So what do, what do men do? They go out to date. And again, this isn't the 11th century. This is 21st century American women who've largely been destroyed by our culture. So they're going to get a woman who is either a single mom or has divorced, raped a previous man. And again, if if she's done it to him, the past dude, what makes you think she won't do it to you? Especially when the divorce rate of second marriages is 70%. She might have $100,000 of debt. She could have cluster B personality disorder. She could be addicted to alcohol, drugs, shopping, who knows all these things. You're not getting the 11th century woman who had a lot of checks put on her so she wouldn't manifest her hypergamy and her solipsism and her raging nearly as well because she understood if she did any of these things, the man would send her to a nunnery. He would get an annulment and get a new woman. If a woman cheated in the 11th century, she would be kicked out of the village and not get a dime and not get her kids. Now a woman cheats in a marriage, she can still get 70% of the man's assets and alimony and child support. So men realize this, who've purged the thirst. But if you haven't purged the thirst, you go out there and you think, oh, I'm just going to find the best woman that I could possibly find. And so many women have so much baggage. But yet you'll decide and deign to marry them because you feel your life is incomplete without having a woman in it. See, it's a scarcity mindset ladies and gentlemen, not an abundance mindset. Once you've purged a thirst, you're like, hey, my life is fine and happy. I don't need somebody in it. There's beauty in it, especially if you're religious. I feel like if you're religious, it makes things so much easier. I feel like life without religion and a faith is a nihilistic, empty, depressing life. So you can certainly find happiness on your own with your friends, family, your profession, your hobbies, whatever you like to do, and having God in your life. And it can be supplemented by finding a good Christian woman if this was the 12th century, but it's not. It's not. The court system is there to destroy you if the woman decides to destroy you, either with false allegations or, or, or taking your, your assets, your kids, all the things we talked about here. But here's the difference. So once you've purged your thirst, you realize, hey, my life is fine without a woman, but I can choose to have a woman in my life. Yes, there's risks to doing short-term and long-term relationships, pregnancy, STDs, one phone call away from false allegations if she's in the, the mood to destroy you, all these things like that, close to be, you know, whack jobs. But I understand most men are not capable of being monks and staying monks. 
But if you purge thirst, the idea that your life's incomplete without a woman, you'll have much more leverage. You'll be much more selective because you're not going to take on the woman that has three kids from two different men, the woman with $100,000 of debt, because you realize that I'm happy without a woman. And if you have a woman in your life, you tell her, you know, you're the eighth most important thing in my life behind my God, my kids, work, air, hummus, dark chocolate. Maybe you're number eight. And also it gives you the power to, to be like, look, woman, this is who I am. I like it this, this way, this way, this way, this way. If you don't like it, get the hell out. Or you can tell her, I'm plate spinning. You're one of four women that I'm dating. I understand if you don't like that, you're more than welcome to leave. So how do you know you've purged the thirst? Because you don't get sad when a woman leaves your life. See, the simps get sad when a woman leaves a life, leaves his life for whatever reason she leaves. Oh, I miss her. I can't find another one. Again, scarcity mindset. Abundance mindset is, hey, you're cool. I like you. This is the way it would be in a relationship, either short-term or marriage. If you don't like it, I completely understand. Good luck. I'll find another woman. If I want to find another woman. Again, once you purge the thirst, you don't need to find another woman because you're happy being alone. So you have a lot more leverage, you have a lot more confidence, and women like confident men when you've purged your thirst. And you're not going to tolerate so many red flags in a woman because you realize you don't need a woman in your life. You can choose to have a woman, but you don't need a woman in your life. Now, purging the thirst in marriage, it's the same thing, but you don't have nearly as much leverage because at any moment, she could divorce rape you and take everything from you. But if you've purged your thirst, you realize even in the marriage, it's like, yeah, you're great. But look, if you start acting up, go cluster, be crazy. If you overspend the money, if you do this or this, we will divorce. We will divorce because my freedom, my independence, my mental health is more important. And we agree to these terms. We agree that you'd be sexually available, that I would you know, be, be your leader, that, that uh, you would age well, that I would age well, that we wouldn't overspend, that we would save. And you broke these vows. Look at Dr. Laura, the, the, the conservative talk show host. So lots of times women call into Dr. Laura and they'll be like, my, my husband cheated on me. And the first thing Dr. Laura asks is, how long has it been since you guys had sex? And the woman would be like, well, we haven't had sex in two years. And so Dr. Laura would say, actually, you broke the vows first. What do you expect a man to do? He needs sex. And the women would get so pissed off at Dr. Laura because they expected her to decide with them. But no, Dr. Laura's like, you broke the vows first. So when you get married, there's an understanding. You're, gonna, you're both going to stay in shape as much as you can, and you're going to try to be the person that the other person fell in love with. Lots of times it doesn't work out that way. But once you've purged a thirst in a marriage, you have more confidence because you realize, I can be fine alone. You were fine alone. You were MGTOW independent alone. You can be fine after divorce. I'm not encouraging you, of course, a divorce if you get married, especially if you have kids, because, again, we know the statistics about broken homes, and this is what happens. This is what the radical left want. They know to destroy society, you got to destroy the family. And they've been doing a damn good job of it the last 50 years. They want more people dependent on government. They want more people messed up, confused on medications. Kids who are confused about their identity. This is what they want. They want all of these things. It destroys the family, undermines the family, under, undermines Christianity. So look, in closing, understand you don't need someone in your life to make you happy. If you think that, same for validation. You don't need people in your life to tell you you're a good person because what happens if people aren't telling you that? Then you feel depressed for a week and then as soon as someone tells you you're a good person then you feel happy again. See the vicissitudes of that? You don't need that. You need to find your own self-esteem and come from within. And same thing for happiness and contentment. It must come from you, not from somebody else with the other piece of the locket. That's nonsense. You deserve better than that. So purge the relationship. There's purge it, purge it. Realize that, yes, your life might be better, might be better, 
by having a woman in your life, if it's the right woman, but your life is perfectly happy without a woman in it, and certainly you are the catch, you age better, and that's another thing to remember because you're less likely to take on a woman with so much baggage and debt. But remember, guys, you are the catch. Purge a relationship. There's either way, whether you're single, a monk, or married, your life will be infinitely better if you do so. Guys, if you appreciate my content post and honest review, I got three reviews the last week, but nobody wrote anything, which is fine. But if you write a review, I'll read it. But post an honest review, help with the algorithm so we can get this message out to more men to help men on all aspects of their life. There's two links found here. There's one for PayPal. If you want to donate 5 or $10, to help defray the cost of the website. I know the website's a little funky right now if you go to it because, I don't know, there's something wrong with it. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm working on it with my IT guy. The other link is for Naturopathic Earth, the website. So click on it, it takes you over there. You can still access all the past podcast episodes, even the first 85, which you can't do right now on Apple. You can access everything over there. You'll notice on the right side of the page, there's a picture of my two books, Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior and Confessions of an Obese Child. Click on those. It takes you to Amazon. Buy the books if you like, paperback or Kindle, or buy whatever you want on Amazon, and we get a 2% commission and no expense to you if you go through our links and buy something within 24 hours. Also, if you want to talk one-on-one about weight loss or red pill stuff, purging the relationship thirst, contact me at the clarity dot. FM website. So go to clarity.fm and look me up. We can schedule something. Lastly, post an honest review and subscribe to The Awakened Man. Check out the back catalog. Post and subscribe to the Female Holistic Health Apothecary as well. Didn't do an episode this week because I couldn't. I was at a I was traveling, so I couldn't do it, but there's uh, 90 episodes there, so there's plenty for you to look at. And also subscribe and post an honest review for Confessions of an Obese Child, which is a great podcast if you're dealing with childhood trauma, addictions, and uh, weight issues. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than need Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.